to the Doc Washburn Show. This is Donnie Copeland sitting in for Doc Washburn. And uh, this is a special uh, episode that we're doing uh, about the election, the primary election of, of uh, last night. The dates are going to be a little confusing because we're catching up. But uh, just suffice to say, this is uh, in regards to the 25th uh date uh primary election Tuesday night twenty fifth, although it's gonna be listed the day it's gonna be the twenty fourth. I know that's more than confusing. Uh but that's uh that's really kind of just to keep us synchronized and we're trying to catch up on some uh episodes that we got behind during the campaign. But today's uh episode is going to be primarily if not solely about the necessity uh, of the uh, uninformed voter, the necessity of the uninformed voter is what I would like to talk about today. And uh, because the only thing worse, somebody said this, uh, it, it was a, it's been a, a very prominent quote uh, that uh, the only thing uh, worse than democracy uh, are all the other forms of government. And, uh, and I think the only thing worse than an uninformed voter voting is bureaucrats and ele- uh, not elected, unelected officials, uh, making decisions for, uh, the, the masses. And so it is what it is. Uh, it's, uh, not, uh, ideal. And so, so the, the, the onus is on us, the voter, to become informed, and that's easier said than done. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm very uh, thankful for all of our support that we get here. Again, Doc Washburn has been running for governor of Arkansas, and he is uh, going to uh, be back on. Uh, we we kind of finalized it today. I had told you, and I apologize I told you that he would probably probably be back on on Thursday, and he said, um, per our conversations, I know he's got family in that came in for the event last night for election night, and again, we're uh, we're referring to the 25th uh, and uh, of primary night, and so uh, he's got family in. So I said, look. You know, you, you've got family in, you, you've traveled 12,000 miles in the last 90 days. Um, take a couple of days. So we, we agreed that, uh, unless something, you know, he just is pawing the ground, really wants to get back in the saddle, that he is going to start back on Monday. So, uh, Doc will be back Monday. And, uh, so I'm Donnie Copeland sitting in for Doc. And today we're talking about the necessity of the uninformed voter. Uh, I wanted to go through some, uh, some maybe empirical evidence and some of this is anecdotal, uh, with you today. Uh, and, and, and then some numbers and, and see, uh, about, uh, kind of making the point uh, of what we're uh, talking about here today. And that is, um, one, uh, and I can only speak for, uh, well, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to refer to a few races. Some of these will be in your states like Ohio and Georgia and, 
uh, I've, there's not others. Uh, I know there were some races in Arizona uh, as well, and I've not uh, just been so busy. I've not, I've not made the time uh, to look at those. But um, I, I know, for instance, in Georgia, you have this, um, I guess, just a position of you have um, uh the you have Herschel Walker, who's you know everybody's favorite seemingly, till Nikki Haley texts you, and then you know I I text him and said, look, I'm for Herschel Walker. I gave Herschel Walker money, uh, but please don't send me anything with Nikki Haley's name on it. I'm not interested. Um, and, and you know, and I don't I don't want to be ugly. I don't want to be rude, but I just I don't want to hear from Nikki Haley. I have no desire to hear from Nikki Haley. Um, I don't have any desire to hear from Ronald McDaniel, uh, or Ronald McDonald, either one. So, um, any, anyway, the, the bottom line is you have, uh, Raffenberger, the Secretary of State, uh, in Georgia wins by 20 points. This is the guy that refused to even look at, I mean, and was defiant. And refused to look at what went on, uh, in the 2020 Georgia elect presidential election. And, uh, and he wins by 20 points. Herschel Walker is endorsed by President Trump. He wins the primary going away. Uh, you would think the, the guy running against Raffenberger would be just, you know, he, he would, he would just destroy Raffenberger. Not, not true. Um, and, and did people see what Raffenberger did during the election? I mean, it was, it was 24 seven news. Did they forget that quickly? Did they think he didn't mean it? Uh, uh, whatever else that I can't say. Um, and so, um, the, the, the bottom line is, and I think there is something much deeper and troubling but necessary, and that is we have uh, a a constituency, not just in Arkansas, not just in Georgia, not just in Ohio, where Mehmet Oz looks to be ahead of David McCormick, who both looks to be ahead of Kathy Barnett, who was actually the conservative, uh, but yet, um, you know, Mehmet Oz, a a TV personality, a, you know, a doctor, a cardiologist who became a TV personality is, is probably going to win that race. And so what that race empirically tells you is that people knows Dr. Oz. They, they, uh, didn't do their homework. They didn't research Kathy Barnett. They didn't research David McCormick or he never would have beat Kathy Barnett. They certainly didn't research who Mehmet Oz is, that he was actually a Turkish uh, soldier in the Turkish uh, army. Uh, and, and not that that's, you know, because I have Turkish friends that are, that are phenomenal patriots, uh, but he was a liberal 15 minutes ago, and then Donald Trump endorsed him. And so uh, people just run and they, you know, they vote for him. And then sometimes... You know, Donald Trump wouldn't wouldn't endorse uh, Raffenberger in Georgia if he was the last person on earth, but he wins by 20 points. And so 
what I think you see, and then you come to Arkansas and you see, uh, and I'm going to get down to the weeds a little bit, but it's, it's to make a point about your state and about the nation as a whole. So I'm using some uh, races that I am pretty familiar with that to make a point. You had a, a district, I believe it was District 4 up in the northern part of the state of Arkansas. You had a guy there who uh, voted for every tax increase, uh, voted to <clears throat> to um, against the trigger bill for abortion, um, and and so took a, uh, a stance with the Democrats, voted for every tax increase. This is a Republican, so he has a a farmer who's rock rib conservative that was endorsed by two very prominent uh, conservative groups, uh, runs against this, uh, I mean, left of left of center, moderate Republican in a super conservative area. And I'm using air quotes there because I don't know what you, you know, how you would cast it. But and and uh, last I heard, I don't know the exact, but last I heard the 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 incumbent liberal incumbent is going to win by 20 points. Um, you had uh, all, all over the map. Now you had a couple of exceptions. You had uh, over in another district, and I don't remember that district right offhand. Maybe I've got it uh, here, and I'm looking through my notes. But uh, a guy that we supported, he did get in a runoff, did beat a very liberal uh, Republican. But then let's, you know, so you did have some spots where, uh, it was, uh, the, the conservative one, but, but all in all last night here in Arkansas, I can't speak for your state and you can look at it and you should, um, but, and I'm not saying you should as in a directive, but I think it's important that we look at it and see, um, you know, where, where's the trend? And uh, in, in Arkansas, it's no doubt about it. The trend uh, on primary night here was moderates and rhinos. French Hill uh, won by 20 points. Now, there is some major question about that voting. Um, French Hill is a second congressional district, uh, U.S. congressman, incumbent. He was challenged by a just stand-up uh, colonel. Uh, in the U.S. Army for 29 years, Conrad Reynolds, who was uh, not uh, endorsed by President Trump, but was certainly supported by President Trump, by Governor, uh, by, by General Flynn, uh, by uh, Fincham from Arizona, um, and, and a lot of other real conservatives uh, had money come in to the state and support him from a group called Drain the Swamp. Um, and and French Hill wins by 20 points. Now, I, I want you to get this. Now, in, in talking with Conrad and, and his team, this this uh, congressional district, second congressional district here in Arkansas uh, for a U.S. congressional race uh, typically has 50,000 votes. And so Conrad said, if we get 30,000 votes, in other words, we get 30 out of 50 we win handily. We win, you know, going away. 
So our, their goal was to get 30,000 votes to make sure it wasn't any, you know, that's 30,000 out of 50,000. So it had been 30 to 20. What is that? 60, 40 as far as percent. Um, he gets 32,000. Again, historically, in the, in the recent history, that congressional district has 50,000 votes. 75,000 votes were cast last night. He believed if he got 30,000 votes, he won in a landslide. He got 32,000 votes and lost by 20 points. Now, now, uh, process that for a moment. So here's a fascinating question. You all of a sudden you have a, uh, all, all the polling, very, the same polling that we used for Doc, uh, Conrad, actually we use, uh, Conrad's pollster and it was dead on. So we have no doubt that, uh, Conrad's polls were dead on. So there was 25,000 extra votes and a, and a 50% increase in votes. Now, so you have to, you have to kind of look at this. And again, this is the bigger picture we're talking today about the necessity of, of the uninformed voter. And so you have to ask yourself, okay, where do these 25,000 votes come from? And there are several possibilities and, uh, some are more, um, you know, more realistic than others. Some are more probable than others. Uh, and one of those, uh, and, and this is a typical, uh, tactic of moderate Republicans. And the reason it is because moderate Republicans and Democrats are not much different and they, their goals are much the same. They have the same, uh, support as far as money, especially if they're in, I mean, if they're incumbents, that is. And so uh, one of the things they do on a regular basis is they will uh, hire a Democrat, the Republican will, will hire a Democrat operative and go get Democrat votes, especially like last night. <coughs> Excuse me. You had a Democrat uh, governor. The only race that was really, you know, the Democrats really were focused on was the Democratic um, governor uh, candidate. And he was going to win by you know, 50 points. And so they had votes to burn. So did they go get, uh, democratic operatives and, uh, and cross over and, and go recruit Democrats to vote for French Hill? Uh, that in my opinion is the most likely scenario and the least, um, nefarious. Now, could there have been much more nefarious things happen? Absolutely. But, uh, is that, you know, very plausible? It, it really is. Uh, so stay with me a minute. So the guy that, uh, the guy that said French Hill, the U.S. congressman from the second district, uh, in a red state, or at least a Republican state, I don't know how red we actually are, conservative that is, who said that President Trump is the cause of January the 6th that the, the, uh, stolen election is a fable and a fallacy. And, uh, you know, he's running against a, uh, a colonel who got his message out, ran a great campaign, Colonel Conrad Reynolds. And, um, the polling showed, uh, two weeks before the, uh, early voting that Conrad was up by one point, which meant 
those votes were going to start breaking for him big time because those people were done with with French Hill and French Hill wins by 20 points. Uh, that's, you know, and now if that, <clears throat> excuse me, if that was actually voters, um, then, uh, and, and those were not Democrats. That was all new Republicans that were coming out because of the celebrity status of Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, possibly because, and this is, you know, the old saying, and we did an episode about the, uh, you know, how p- politics make strange bedfellows and how President Trump, uh, endorses Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She turns around, endorses two men who lamb blasted, uh, President Trump, uh, and she goes and raises money with Mike Pence, who, uh, betrayed President Trump, yet people come out in droves if that's really what happened. If it, were not, if it wasn't Democrats, it was a new wave of Trump voters that came out and voted for Sarah Huckabee Sanders because of her celebrity status, and I'm using air quotes here. Um, and, and, and so they say, well, President Trump endorsed Sarah Huckabee Sanders, so... Um, you know, and so we're, we're voting for her and they came out. So a hundred thousand extra voters, 25 in each district, congressional district, that is, and the four congressional districts in the state came out and voted, uh, for, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. And oh, by the way, while they were there, they said, well, look, you know, we like Sarah Huckabee Sanders so much, uh, because President Trump endorsed her. We're also going to vote for the two guys that said he should be locked up or at least be held accountable uh, for it. And uh, we're going to vote for them while we're at it. And uh, with no regard to Colonel Conrad Reynolds, who is a 29-year veteran, who was a Trump delegate to the, to the Republicans' uh, National Convention. Uh, so that's what I'm talking about when we talk about the the uh, the uninformed voter who just doesn't doesn't have a clue um, you, you you know that you 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 didn't take the time to look at French Hill's voting record um, you know what you did and and again I don't know this I don't I don't know that uh, you know and, and that's what makes this really both fascinating and maddening all at the same time uh, you don't know really. Uh, what happened, what I do know is, uh, the, uh, uh, hold on one second. I got, I got a message here. Give me one second. Uh, did y'all see the Supreme Court ruling that cases that have substantial evidence proven defendant not guilty after a guilty verdict can be used, uh, can, can can't be used anymore to appeal wrongful convictions or, uh, indictments, or did I miss uh, interpreting the ruling? Uh, yeah, yeah, let me look at that and see. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll look at it during the break and see. Uh, someone was asking a question, and uh, and so anyway, it was on my main screen, so I had to stop. Sorry about that, but I'll, I'll check it out and look at it. And uh, and uh, I've, I've not even had time today to to look. But we're again, we're talking about the necessity. And I think that's important, the necessity of the uninformed voter, as maddening and as frustrating as the uninformed voter. Now, I know some of what I'm going to tell you today is more anecdotes and it's not, you know, it's not, uh, 
based in fact. Uh, but, but I think you and I both have been around enough and talked to enough people, you know, where they, so I mean, I, I'm going to vote for that guy that drives that little blue car. I just think, you know, him and his family, they look so nice. And we saw this, uh, in the campaign. I don't know how it is in your state, but you can apply and, and look at the same, uh, uh, principle or same phenomenon, uh, in, in your state. And that is, we had so many people say, you know, I like Doc Washburn. I really like what he says, but man, that Sarah Huckabee Sanders, her little family looks so sweet and I love their house and the West decorated and her husband seemed like such a nice guy. He never said a word, but seemed like such a nice guy. They just seemed like a happy family. And I think I'm going to vote for them. Um, and, and you know, what percentage of the voters that consists of, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I, I was, uh, a friend of mine was telling me about being in a in a uh, voting uh, precinct the other yesterday, and uh, there were people asking. Said, you know, so who are all these people? We don't we don't know who any of these people are. And so I'm like, you know, did they wander in, you know, off of the UFO? Did they did they just wake up, you know, out of a deep sleep like Rapunzel and uh, you know and say, you know, I'm I'm gonna I think I'll vote in this, you know, a hundred thousand people woke up, you know, out of their, you know, you know, self-induced coma or whatever and say, I'm, you know, I think I'm going to vote uh, today. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I have no clue what's going on, whatever. Uh, we did see this a lot in this election that, uh, Sarah, Huckabee Sanders, you know, would have ice cream dinners and have catfish dinners. And, you know, it would be predominantly 75, 80 year olds and older that would be there and they would eat the catfish and, you know, lick the ice cream. And maybe that was the people said, man, you know, she makes great ice cream because I'm sure they thought she probably made it. And uh, man, she fries great catfish. I'm sure they probably thought she fried the catfish. And uh, I think we're going to vote for her because she, you know, man, she churns really good ice cream and she fries up and, you know, she caught all that catfish and fried it up for us. And uh, so, man, we're, we're going to go vote for her. I, I don't know. And again, I'm being very sarcastic, obviously. Um, but but I'm using that kind of extreme to to make a point about uh, the uh, uninformed nature of the voter and and. While I can't tell you they actually in reality voted for Sarah Huckabee Sanders because of her ice cream or because of her catfish, I can tell you that they also, they voted for her in mass and then they also voted for, uh, John Bozeman and for French Hill, uh, despite them, uh, actually trying to destroy the, the, the woman that they went and voted for for governor. And the reason they voted for her for governor is because of who she worked with. Yet uh, they also voted for two guys that tried to destroy her boss, President Trump. So, you know, conundrum doesn't even begin to to describe what we're talking about. And the only explanation, if you take corruptness out of it, if you take, you know, uh, stuff in the ballot box out of it uh, and and I don't. At this present time, I don't have any. Now, I understand there may be some uh, some major questions. I do know in one uh, huge, uh, one of the largest top three Republican counties that the vote actually 
was counted without the proper people being there. It was not monitored. Uh, it was not uh, properly. There was no protocols. From my understanding, the, the, the several of the protocols were broken, and these were not little incidental protocols. They were major protocols, so great that they're literally election commissioners in that particular county have uh, refused to sign off on the vote totals. So there definitely looks like there could be some some questioning. But in in uh, Doc's race, you know, where you you lose 83 to 17 or 84 to 16, uh, you know, and we did polling uh, right early on and we were sit, sitting at 15 percent. Now, fascinating part of that polling uh, I'll tell you about when we come back, but I, I want you to uh, one of the most fascinating things about when we polled that, uh, what we found out uh, about the people that she was endorsing. We'll talk about that when we come right back. If you try to buy a car recently, you realize it's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still... Here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the Nationwide Car Dealer that believes in freedom, the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live, RedRiverYourWay.com. You will be glad you did. Let me once again express how thankful we are to our advertisers. I want to mention a couple of them to you. They make it possible for us to do what we do. Like my friend Justin Minton, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton in Benton. And Justin's a former insurance adjuster who left the insurance industry to become a private lawyer, founded the Minton Law Firm to help injured people fight against powerful insurance companies and corporations. And he has sure helped me out with the three automobile accidents I've been in since 2019. The Minton Law Firm has a great team of lawyers, including the 2016 Trial Lawyer of the Year and the 2016 Outstanding Young Lawyer of the Year. The insurance companies take Justin Minton and his team of lawyers seriously because they know they can and will take your case to trial if need be. So whether you want to go to trial or settle out of court, it's a really good idea to have a knowledgeable trial attorney on your side. Justin's team aims to bring justice to clients who have been injured and need somebody to stand up for them. No matter what the injury, Justin Minton makes sure the Minton Law Firm always works hard for you. Whether you're in a car wreck, hurt of the job, or you or a loved one is suffering from the carelessness of another, if you're in Arkansas, Justin Minton Law, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton and Benton, is here to help you. 
Just call the Minton Law Firm, 501-943-4195, or visit justamintonlaw.com today. All right, this is Donnie Copeland sitting in for Doc Washburn. You are listening to the Doc Washburn Podcast, and we're so thankful that you've joined us. And, uh, Chad, thank you for your kind words, and I appreciate that. Everybody has been so, uh, so kind of had a, a lady come up to me last night and say, look, don't be so hard on yourself, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm often saying, you know, man, I know you guys want Doc back, and I want Doc back, and I do. Um, but I told him today, as I said, I said, look, man, uh, he said, you know, could you possibly do the podcast tomorrow? Uh, my family's still in, and uh, I'll kick back off Friday uh, or Monday. And I said, man, take Friday uh, and, uh, you know, just start fresh on Monday. Just kind of decompress and just take some time. So anyway, thank you again. Uh, you've been so kind, and I've really enjoyed it, actually, and, and uh, enjoyed uh, visiting with you. And uh, looking forward to it. But we're talking about the necessity of the uninformed voter. This is kind of a special episode. And we owed you a couple of extra episodes anyway. So I'm going to do another episode tonight and probably focus. I'll, I'll get to the Supreme Court question. Also, I'll get to the news of the day. All the news will be in. Uh, we'll probably talk some more about the Uvalde shooter. <clears throat> and uh, I, uh, I tweeted out today something, and I'll talk about it is why can all these other places have armed uh, security, but schools can't? And uh, what I'd like to do uh, tonight possibly is equate abortion and uh, the resistance to school uh, schools being armed. I don't think it's an accident personally. But today we're talking about the necessity of the uninformed voter. Now, I, I seem like I've been a little hard, uh, and, and I don't think overly, because I think it's accurate, uh, the degree of the uninformed voter, and I, <clears throat> I like to say this, and it's it's kind of you know uh, sarcastic and smart aleck and everything else, but you know uh, people may not know who their congressman is, they may not know who their senator is, or if they do know who they are, they don't know much about them, but they sure know who the you know all the mass singers are and who the biggest loser is and. You know, how many pounds who lost on the big loser and the voice and, uh, you know, uh, the Kardashians or, or whatever else. Uh, and, and, and some of that is interesting and some of that is, you know, it has its place and it's all entertaining. It's your business. Uh, you know, but, um, I, I'm kind of like the guy that said, man, I think one of the greatest accomplishments of my life is I can say with complete honesty, Honesty, I've never watched one single minute of the Kardashians, and and uh, that's uh, I didn't tweet that, but I could have because that's that's true for me as well. <clears throat> While all that is, is certainly not equal to the Kardashians, but uh, be that as it may, uh, I've actually had family and, and people that I love, and they they love it, and so hey, man, that's you know it, it's your that's your deal, so you know knock yourself out. Um, but the bottom line is about the the necessity of the uninformed voter. So what what I would like to do is spend a little bit more time on the uh, on the uninformed voter, showing you how uninformed voters are. And we talked about this on a previous episode. We talked about the 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 candidate. And I can't remember what I termed that, but it was basically the 
you know, the candidate that smelled the best and dressed the best and looked the best. We talked about how, uh, you know, most guys that run for president, uh, the majority of presidents have been six foot or more because people don't like short presidents. You know, it's, it's, it's so surface. Uh, I told you about, uh, uh, you know, several races. There's been, been several episodes ago about people that I know for a fact won races because of what their name was, because neither candidate had any money. And all this goes back to, uh, you know, it goes back to an imperfect system. Uh, it is a very, you know, a representative republic where we are not a democracy where we rule by the majority, but the majority does elect officials. So it's not perfect. And I think that's, that's something that I have to remind myself of on a regular basis is that, you know, while, uh, a representative republic is not uh, by any stretch, perfect, and it has a lot of flaws, uh, it is still by far the best system. And just look around, by far the best system that we have. And, uh, and, and that doesn't mean we don't continue to try to improve it. Uh, but I think that it, it goes back to we as individuals doing our best to to, for us to become better and to become more informed. Um, and, and probably not just, um, not just about politics. Uh, I think a lot of things. I think as parents, I think it's imperative that we become more informed about our, um, you know, about what's going on with our children, about our schools. And you're seeing that awakening, uh, in, in schools. I think a lot of times parents have just dropped their kids off of school. And said, you know, have a nice life and I'll pick you up 12 years later, uh, you know, figuratively. And, um, and then now parents are going, wait a minute, you're, you're having drag queens read to my kids. You're, you're teaching my, my second grader about, uh, masturbation. You, you, you know, you got this idiocy going on at school. And so the, the I think the, the, the school board outburst is the awakening of the uninformed voter. Now, what that has to do, it has to translate from the school board to the city council, to the county uh, judges and uh, those officials, <clears throat> to the state races, to the federal races. <clears throat> keep, <clears throat> pardon me, <clears throat> keep going up the, uh, the ladder, excuse me. <clears throat> got something in my throat there. So uh, I, I think you are seeing some awakening of the uninformed voter. Or we're so busy, and I think a lot of times we're so busy with things, they matter. You know, work matters. you you got to have somebody said, you know, money's not the most important thing, but it is probably second to oxygen. It does matter. Uh, but so does our democracy, and so does who's taking care of your kids, and Who's training your kids and who's, you know, uh, uh, who's, who's, who are they, you know, spend the night with and <clears throat> who are the parents and, and on and on. And so some of this is, uh, us getting, uh, involved and engaged, uh, in, in other aspects of life. Uh, and, and so I, I don't know from a sociology standpoint, uh, you know, why now is, is it, I think it's like a lot of things, 
it's like your check. I say checkbook. You know, I don't know if that's even a relative term now. It's more your checking account and it's online. <clears throat> but, but, you know, our, our accounts are kept up so, uh, up to date by the minute, by the second that, you know, we, we don't really even look at it till you get a notice from the bank saying, Hey, you're, your your balance is low or you know do you want us to pay this item because your deposit hasn't hit yet and you're like oh and then you all of a sudden now you're scrambling looking at it is it kind of that same thing out of sight out of mind i don't have to look at it uh but is it something that we should be looking at uh who's teaching our kids what about our teacher you know i see all these uh if you if you ever if you follow on uh twitter liberals of TikTok, and it's it's nothing but uh primarily school teachers it's not just school teachers but a lot of them are school teachers who are super super liberal bragging about their indoctrination of children with their their deviant lifestyles and and all it is is just this young lady started posting these uh, videos. Well, the liberals got incensed, even though it was their videos. They weren't, they weren't doctored. They weren't edited. They weren't even commented on other than at the top. You know, there'd be a, a little, you know, <clears throat> graphic, not graphic, but just a little brief description and maybe some sarcasm. But the content was all the liberals. And that's why it's called liberals of TikTok because they, she pulls it off TikTok, puts it on Twitter. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so, uh, but now parents are seeing they're, they're coming out. But if, if the, if liberal of TikTok had not put this out, CNN's not going to show you that. Uh, MSNBC's not going to show you a drag queen, somebody who's homosexual or somebody who's transsexual and they're bragging about indoctrinating your children. They're not going to show you that, but these people get online and talk about it. This lady, uh, Post it on Twitter and on Facebook, I guess. I'm not sure. <clears throat> Parents read it. They get incensed. And it's like all of a sudden now we're, we're engaged. Boom. We're, we're, we're interested. And, uh, so what has to happen? You know, one of the, the, the reason that Arkansas, and I'm talking about the state that I live in, the reason that Arkansas became, uh, switched from Democratic, I don't know that we wouldn't still be Democratic. Um, because one, we have a really old population. Uh, relatively, we're, we're a very old state, uh, age wise. A lot of elderly people, uh, move here to retire, but also it's just an older state because a lot of young people looking for opportunity leave the state. And so you have that combination. You have uh, older, you know, people getting older. You have people moving into the state who are retiring up in Fayetteville. Hot Springs and then uh, Mountain Home, Mountain View, those areas are, are huge retirement areas. Uh, and, and then you have the young people moving out to Dallas and to Austin and, you know, wherever, uh, Florida for opportunity. So you have that combination. So you have over time a really elderly state and typically elderly people are, uh, they're just not as engaged. And they're watching the, you know, if they're watching, they're watching the, the, the six o'clock or five o'clock news. They ate their lunch at four thirty, or their dinner at four thirty, and they watch the five o'clock news. And they're in the bed by seven o'clock, and uh, you know they don't pay taxes. They, 
you know, they're, they're, they're wonderful, moral, good, godly people. Uh, but you know, they believe you to the, to, to you absolutely positively, you know, either take their life savings or give them some real dramatic reason not to believe you. And so, so that's how French Hill, that's how John Bozeman can literally be the opposite of how they, the voter believes and still vote them in. Um, and so, it's, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. It's, it's, and I know that's not, uh, what we like to hear, but it, it is. Now, we've talked about the uninformed voter and, uh, you know, I, I think there's probably plenty of, of plenty of, uh, blame to go around why they're uninformed. I don't think anybody can take the full blame, but the voter themselves. And, and that's me included. But what I would like to finish out the, the episode with today is the necessity of that uninformed voter. While, why that voter, although they're uninformed and they may always stay uninformed, they, yet they are a necessity. And uh, we'll delve into that when we come right back. We talk a lot about pushing back against the overreach of the federal government. What better example would there be than Obamacare? Are you like most Americans? Did Obamacare, the so-called Affordable Care Act, make your health care more expensive? Does your health insurance premium feel like a second mortgage? Does your sky-high deductible prevent you from going to the doctor? Do your sky-high copays keep you from going to the doctor? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you need to go to a website called MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. When you click on MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, you see the big, bold letters, affordable plans. Save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co-pays. And then that big, beautiful red button that says schedule, call now. You click on the red button, you book a free consultation with my friend, Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage, and he also makes sure that your personalized health coverage gives you a plan that doesn't force you to cover things like abortion. Horrible things which would deeply offend your deeply held religious beliefs. MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. Affordable plans. Save 30 to 50% on premiums. Personalized health coverage. Low to no deductible. No co-pays. Click the big red button. Schedule call now. Book a free consultation with Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage. Save money on your insurance at MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. All right, let me ask you this. Does your financial advisor take the time to listen and get to know you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situations change? When you work with Jonathan Presswood, he focuses on what's important to you. He uses an established process to help you achieve your unique goals, whether that's preparing for retirement, making your money last in retirement, planning your estate or inheritance, preparing for the unexpected, or anything else, Jonathan Presswood can help. Now, what should you do if you leave a job and have a 401k or other retirement plan? Or if you're getting close to retirement or already in retirement? Call my friend, Jonathan Presswood, today. He'll help you create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And he'll partner together with you to help your strategy stay on track no matter what life throws at you. Listen, we can all dream of having a perfect retirement, 
but how many of us will actually experience it? No matter where you are today, Jonathan Presswood is offering a free retirement analysis to figure out where you'd like to be and what it will take to get you there, and there's no obligation. Contact Jonathan Presswood, a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments, today at 501-303-4844. Again, that's 501-303-4844. Don't wait. Call Jonathan Presswood today at 501-303-4844. Now, if you're like me, you can't remember phone numbers, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com. Just click on the link to Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. This is the Doc Washburn Show, uh, and this is uh, our episode for today. And I am Donnie Copeland sitting in for Doc Washburn. Doc Washburn will be back on Monday. I previously announced that he would be back Thursday or Friday. And uh, I told him, I said, look, just uh, take your time. Uh, enjoy your time off. Uh, get kind of reacclimated. <clears throat> have a couple of days to, you know, so many things <clears throat> he didn't, uh, wasn't able to take care of while he was traveling to over, I think, 52 cities, 12,000 miles, uh, 42 counties. Uh, unbelievable, uh, the, the effort, uh, that went in. And, uh, so, so appreciate that. And all of our candidates that, that ran appreciate that, not just here in Arkansas, but all over. And appreciate whether it's school board or city council, uh, state rep, uh, federal race, whatever, uh, our office, we, we appreciate you running. And what I've always told candidates and I have experienced for myself is that, that good always comes out. When you're meeting people, when you're exchanging ideas, uh, when you're knocking on people's doors and you're having wonderful conversations with people, uh, there is uh, always good that comes out of that. And uh, and so that's certainly what uh, we endeavor to do here. We have an organization that we connected with during this campaign here locally, and uh, it is uh, called Reopen Arkansas. And it was birthed out of the uh, attempt by the federal government uh, to restrict people's liberty. And so a small group of people started to continue to grow uh, the uh, organization now it's up to over 900 people, uh, approaching a thousand people that are, have opted in, uh, as a member of Reopen Arkansas. And, uh, it has grown from 90 to 100, uh, volunteers, uh, during this campaign to over 200 and, uh, and a lot of donations and just super people. And, uh, so we're, we're going to do, uh, endeavor to talk uh, about them. Uh, on on the podcast and uh, and help you get similar uh, a group started if you don't have one in your particular state or area. Uh, but we're talking today about the necessity of the uninformed voter, and we have spent really the first forty forty five minutes. Uh, we have been talking about the uh, the uninformed voter part and not the necessity. And I would like to take the last, uh, you know, eight or 10, 12 minutes here. And I would like to talk about the, the necessity, uh, portion of this because as, as maddening and as frustrating as someone who will vote on one hand for Sarah Huckabee Sanders because she worked for President Trump and then on the other hand vote for the two guys she endorsed who was trying to destroy President Trump. 
shows that that person uh, has some uh, maddening level of, of uh, lack of information or, or initiative to get the information. Uh, something fascinating we found when we were doing polling early on, <clears throat> we came out and we were at 15%. We said, no way. Uh, Doc is really well known. <clears throat> There's no way we're at 15%. And what we really finally come to realize was, and, and we, we, this wasn't lost on us from the beginning, but we were fully convinced of it as of last night. And that is that, uh, look, President Trump is the thousand pound gorilla. He endorsed, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, she fought for President Trump there publicly, uh, at, you know, in the press briefing room. People saw that, uh, over and over and over and over again. And uh, they were just going to vote for her no matter what. Uh, so that's that's one. Two, she had 14, approaching $15 million. We had 82 or $3,000. So it was, you know, what, 180 to one was the was was the ratio of, of spending for every dollar we had. She had 180 bucks. So uh, that, that was two. Uh, and then that people just, you know, uh, man, she seems nice. The uninformed part, and uh, but you know, as 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 maddening as that can be, uh, during this polling, we found we were at fifteen percent. We said no way. But then we found something that was even more puzzling. That was we would ask questions. We would start with, "Who are you voting for, for governor of Arkansas? Are you voting for Sarah Huckabee Sanders or for Dot Washburn?" Well, she was eighty-five percent. Or maybe she was 70%. We were 15, 15% undecided. And the 15% all went to her, obviously, at the end of the day, or the, or the lion's share of that. But then we bumped down and we asked several other questions. Don't remember all of them, uh, but one of those for sure was, uh, if you, if you were to, if, if you knew that Sarah Huckabee Sanders endorsed French Hill, uh, who, uh, said that President Trump uh, was responsible for January the 6th and that the election being stolen was a fable and a fallacy. Now, how would you vote? And her numbers did not go down. They went up. That she endorsed French Hill, they went up. That she endorsed John Bozeman, they went up. They did not go down. And we were sitting there going, no way. This is, this can't be, you know, that, that's the reason. And, uh, to, to kind of balance this out, the reason that Doc got in the race to begin with, and again, you're going to have the same thing in your state. You're going to have similar things that are just as maddening. I'm just talking about the things that I know about right here in Arkansas. And, uh, you know, but the whole reason that Doc got in the race was that, um, that when Sarah Huckabee Sanders endorsed French Hill, when she endorsed John Bozeman, there was 500 people eventually on her Facebook page saying, you can't do this. No, no. So we're thinking, oh, man, you know, they've got the pitchforks. They're, they're ready to, you know, burn the place down, uh, you know, meta, you know, not literally, but, uh, you know, as metaphorically. Uh, and uh, and so we, we saw that as, man, you know, that's the hot button issue. But it was the opposite. Uh she became more popular because she endorsed French Hill. She became more popular because she endorsed John Bozeman. So you're for President Trump. He won this state overwhelmingly, one of the largest margins of any state. 
you're for the woman who worked for him, uh, but you are, she is more popular to you when she endorses the people that were not for President Trump. And so it's like, you can't make that stuff up. You, you just sit there and you go, okay, I, I don't know. So here, here's why that's necessary. Not, not that particular thing. Here's why that voter, these voters, and, and it's the majority. It's the majority of the voters. I'd like to say it wasn't, but in Arkansas it is. Do I think it is nationally? No, but it is in Arkansas. And of course, Arkansans are, you know, they are not, um, they are not, they are not like, um, a lot of your southern states. Uh, they're more like Tennessee. They're more, you know, they're more moderate. They, they just are. And, uh, the legislature is more moderate. And, and you would think, man, it's a deep red state. They're, you know, Trumpers and, and, you know, but, uh, they, they just are. They're, they, and I can't explain it. I don't know if it's, you know, being brainwashed by Bill Clinton. I, I, I have no idea. But, uh, it, it is, it is what it is. One of the last, if not the last southern state to turn red was, was Arkansas. Um, and so you, you have a lot, a lot of, uh, blue dog Democrats. Um, but, but why, why are the uninformed voters necessary? That, that's what I want to finish up with here today. And the reason that they are necessary is if you were to, if you had the ability, if I had the ability, if I could today, uh, whomever handed me the ability to take their vote away from them, I wouldn't do it. And see, that is the difference in conservatives uh, and, and liberals. If liberals could, they would take your rights from you because they believe in dogma. They believe that they're right no matter what and that, you know, you have the right to be wrong and, uh, or you don't have the right to be wrong. And if you're wrong, you need to be made to be right. Where the conservative principle is that, um, look, I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you saying that. I think it's very disrespectful. I think it's even profane. But I will defend your right to say it. And now I can't, I can't protect you from the consequences of you saying it. You know, that you lose your job because you say you think this or that. But I, I would fight, I will fight for the, for you to have the right to say it. Well, the same thing about a vote, you know, that you voted for Barack Obama or that you voted for Joe Biden or that you voted for French Hill or John Bozeman. Uh, you know, if I had the ability, I would not take that vote from you. And, and I know that sounds so, um, uh, presumptuous if I had the ability, like somebody's going to give me the ability. I'm, I'm talking strictly hypothetical here, obviously. Uh, but what I'm saying is it's so important that even the uninformed voter be given that right. So, because see, we believe in personal responsibility. And here's something that, uh, Rush Limbaugh, uh, God rest his soul, always advocated. He said, look, if, if you run a race and you don't win, you know what you have to do? You can't blame the other people. 
you got to become better at explaining your position. You got to be become smarter. You got to become more nimble. And so I would say that today. I'm not blaming uh, the voter, even though I do believe they're uninformed. I do believe there's a, a high level of ignorance. And when I say ignorance, I don't mean that as a uh, as being disparaging. I mean that as lack of information and lack of pursuing information, to be quite honest. Uh, but I will fight for their right to make that uninformed vote because I would rather them have the vote and vote uninformed. And then what it causes me to do to say, you know what, I got to get better explaining what I'm doing. I've got to start earlier, uh, whatever else. Uh, and again, it goes back to personal responsibility. And that's so difficult for us. You know, I want to blame uh, this election loss on somebody. But all I can do is look in the mirror. I'm the one that ran the campaign. You know, I'm the one that, you know, got an embarrassing low number for a great candidate. Uh, you know, the the people that ran the social media, they did their job. Uh, you know, I was I was a large, if not the driver of the messaging. Uh, and at least, you know, there were two or three of us that that drove the messaging. And it was wrong. I mean, you can. You know, I can dress this up all I want, but it was wrong. And so, uh, you know, I can I could blame Doc, but that would be foolish because Doc was probably the best candidate I've ever worked with. I could blame the the people that ran all the ads, but you know, they were miracles with eighty thousand dollars. And so, what I have to do, I do the same thing that any good conservative constitutionalist does. I look in the mirror and take personal responsibility. Look, if if this were reversed and last night we won by 20 or 30 points, uh, you know, I'd be crowing and I'd be telling you how great I am. And, you know, I'd be fielding all the calls to run campaigns, uh, you know, and, and I would take responsibility. Now, hopefully I'd be wise enough to share that responsibility with the people who who didn't just help me, but probably helped me more than I helped them. Uh, but today that's not the case. And so I have to take responsibility. And so it is with the uninformed voter. Uh, we try to get our message out to them, whether you're in Georgia, whether you're in California, you know, you Californians tried to, um, uh, tried to recall Gavin Newsom and the people didn't do it. And so you really feel sorry for them, but then you don't blame them. You feel sorry for them that they didn't see the error of their ways. You feel sorry for the Arkansans who didn't see the error of their ways and to vote the way they voted. But then you don't blame them. You go look in the mirror and say, wait a minute, I've got to communicate. I've got to do a better job. And, uh, and, and I will going forward. So, uh, the necessity of the uninformed voter. I hope this has been Good. We're going to uh, take a quick break. Then we're going to come back and finish up with our tweet of the day brought to you by Red River Your Way. And uh, we're so thankful for all of our advertisers, but especially thankful for uh, Red River Your Way. They are our uh, top uh, advertiser and uh, we're very thankful for them. And so uh, we're, right after this message, uh, we're going to come back and we're going to do our Tweet of the Day brought to you by Red River Your Way. We'll be right back. Hey, I'd like to help you with some health issues. You have migraines, neck pain, back pain, 
vertigo, acid reflux, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, maybe even hay fever. Okay, let's do a little test. Look at the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, you probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works because it's the best kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system, reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system, and yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, acid reflux, eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar. Do yourself a favor. If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center 501-279-2009 for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted, because you probably did. If you're outside Central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click on Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can. All right. Uh, Your Tweet of the Day is brought to you by Red River Your Way. We're so thankful for Red River, and uh, we have... um, I uh, tweet of the day we do every single day, and uh, we're going to give you one here. Uh, uh, Desi says, hey, Joe Biden, since you and Jill will be visiting the families in Texas relative to the school shooting, can you go on down to the southern border and see the crisis there you've caused? Uh, valid point. Um, let's see. I'm going to do a uh, show and talk to you about the uh, the guns uh, in schools or lack thereof, and so we'll we'll get into that tonight. Uh, so we'll have bonus day. We'll be back here probably in um, I don't know six or eight ten hours something like that. We'll do another one. I'll post it 